0: Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to the False Jesus Podcast, where we explore cultural misconceptions about Jesus and Christianity. My name is Kent Chevalier. I am the author of False Jesus and your host for today. So glad that you decided to join me in this podcast episode called Liar, Lunatic, Or Lord. So we're going to explore this together and then after we do that I've got a creative piece that I wrote for you today and then I want to invite you to be a part of something that man I have found so exciting that there's going to be some great things coming out of this campaign that I want you to be aware of and to be looking for. So without further ado we're going to answer this question today, really just scratch the surface of this question today. Was Jesus a liar A lunatic, or was he Lord? False Jesus is my personal campaign to explore cultural misconceptions about Jesus and Christianity. Now, sometimes those misconceptions are new thoughts and ideas presented by current cultural trends, but most of the time, as King Solomon once said, There's nothing new under the sun, and it just might be packaged a little bit differently today. The question that we're going to discuss today is a 2,000-plus-year-old question that is still being asked. Is Jesus Christ really God? This is a huge question that we have to wrestle to the ground, and I'm obviously only going to be able to scratch the surface in this short podcast today. And the answer to this question has massive implications for your life and for mine, regardless of if we choose to answer it. But I'll give you a little hint. If you choose not to answer that question, you're actually answering that question. See, history has wrestled with this question ever since the day Jesus was born. Really, even before he was born, when he was in his mother's womb. Different religions land on opposite sides when it comes to answering this question. Some say that he was God. Some say that he was a prophet of God. Some say that he was an excellent teacher of the Jewish law with a very unique rabbinic teaching method. Some say that he was just a good moral teacher, and still, some just don't care. Well, the jury was definitely out during Jesus' short time on earth. Only a couple called him a son. Some called him a brother. Some called him a king, and one king tried to have him killed as a baby before Jesus could even teach a thing. Some called him rabbi and followed him. Some even called him the Messiah, the Chosen One. Some of the religious leaders called him a blasphemer, while the Roman executioner who was present at his crucifixion said this, Surely this man was the Son of God, recorded in Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four. See, history has said so many different things about Jesus Christ. But what I want to ask today is this. What did Jesus say about himself? See, this is really the goal of the false Jesus campaign. I don't want you to take my word for it. I don't want you to take history's word for it. I want you to deeply consider What God said about Jesus revealed in his word. I want you to take the words of those who were eyewitnesses of Jesus' life and his ministry. I want you to take Jesus' word for it. And Jesus made some massive claims about himself. And I'm going to pull these apart in future episodes of False Jesus. But for time's sake today, I'm going to list seven things, being that today is the seventh episode, seven things of Jesus, what he said about himself and what he claimed to be true about himself. Now, please understand that this is not an exhaustive list. And I would love for you to take the time, rather make the time to dig into the Bible passages where these claims are found. Again, don't just take my word for it. Take Jesus' word for it. So seven claims that Jesus makes. Number one, Jesus claims that he came from heaven, recorded in John 6, 35 through 38. Secondly, Jesus claims that he has the power to perform miracles, John 10, 36 through 39. Number three, Jesus claims, and this is huge, Jesus claims that he was sinless, John 8, 45 through 47. Number four, Jesus claims that he has the authority to forgive sin, Mark 2, 5 through 7. Number five, Jesus claims that he was going to die and come back to life. Mark eight thirty-one, that he would literally die and come back to life. Massive claim, right? Number six, Jesus claims that he is the only way to heaven. John 14, 6. And then this last one, this is huge. Jesus claims that he is God. These are seven massive claims that have eternal impact, seven statements from Jesus himself that have huge implications for your life and mine if they are true, and either these claims are true or they're not. So let me ask you, do you believe that these claims of Jesus are true? Do you believe that Jesus came down from heaven? Do you believe that Jesus has the power to perform miracles, that he was sinless, that he has the authority to forgive your sin, my sin? Do you believe that Jesus died and came back to life? Do you believe that he is the only way that any one of us is getting to heaven? And do you believe that Jesus Christ is God? Because here's the thing, friend. You cannot believe one without believing the others. Either all of these claims are true or none of them are true, because these claims are tied to the person who's making them. So the question is Is Jesus God? And C.S. Lewis answered this question with a profound statement that has stuck with me ever since reading his book in college called Mere Christianity. And before I tell you what he said, let me tell you a little bit about C.S. Lewis. Clive Staples Lewis was one of the intellectual giants of the 20th century and arguably one of the most influential writers of his day. He was a fellow and a tutor in English literature at Oxford University until 1954 when he was, watch this, unanimously elected to the chair of Medieval and Renaissance Literature at Cambridge University, a position that he held until his retirement. Lewis wrote more than 30 books, allowing him to reach a vast audience, and his works continue to attract, watch this, thousands of new readers every year. C.S. Lewis's most distinguished and popular accomplishments include the book Mere Christianity, Out of the Silent Planet, The Great Divorce, The Screw-Tape Letters, which I absolutely love, and the universally acknowledged classics in the Chronicles of Narnia. And to date, look at this, the Narnia books have sold over 100 million copies and been transformed into three major motion pictures. Now, that biography was taken straight from cslewis.com if you want to learn more about him. But I wanted to give you a little bit about C.S. Lewis and his resume to show you how brilliant this dude was. Now, I'm not the smartest guy, so many times when I have read his books, I have to stop and reread what he meant. But this quote that I'm about to share with you, it made so much sense to me and it has such impact on my life that here I am some 25 years later sharing it with you today. C.S. Lewis wrote, "I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him, that is Christ." Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come up with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. So, C.S. Lewis answered the question, Is Jesus God?, with a profound statement. He's either a liar, a lunatic, or he is Lord. Now, in my role as current NFL chaplain, I open up every new football season of Bible studies, chapels, and spiritual conversations with this question. Here it is Was Jesus a liar, a lunatic, or was he legit? Now, I use the word legit because the the word Lord can be confusing since we don't talk that way today, and then I have to unpack what that means. And And I'll say to the guys on the team, if Jesus is legit, then your answer to that question bears a massive weight. According to Jesus, your answer has eternal consequences. And we have to make the decision as to which one we believe. We cannot be wishy-washy about it. And we cannot ignore the question. Why? Because if Jesus' claims are indeed true, and he is God, meaning he's the Lord, he's the supreme ruler, he is the creator and sustainer of all things visible and invisible for all eternity, then the answer to this question has massive implications for our next life. I'm talking about life after death, the afterlife, something that we're all going to experience. And how we respond to this Jesus question in this current life determines our destination and existence in the next life, if what Jesus said is true. So he made these massive claims that have massive implications. John 14 records an incredible conversation between Jesus and his closest disciples. This is where Jesus makes some of these massive claims. So Jesus, during what we now call the Last Supper, had just predicted his death and his resurrection. And he's letting them know, you're going to see me die, fellas, but don't worry. Three days later, I'm going to come back to life. And he goes on to basically say this, I'm going back to heaven to be with God, my father, but don't worry, I'll be back for you. So here it is in John 1 through nine, Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything's ready, I'll come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And if you'd really known me, you would know who my father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, well, Lord, then then show us the father and we'll be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip? And yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. So here we have Jesus' massive claim as God in the flesh, to be the exclusive gateway to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way. Nobody can experience heaven unless you go through me. And he's saying that there's only one way. And as you hear Jesus make that claim, you are either comforted right now or you're concerned. You might be comforted because you believe in and follow Jesus. You've placed your trust in and your faith in Jesus. You have a relationship with God through the gatekeeper, Jesus. And you feel comforted because your loved ones who have died, they also believed in and followed Jesus. And they're in heaven with God. So you're comforted. But some of you listening right now, you're really concerned. Because what if this claim from Jesus is true? then that potentially means that loved ones who didn't believe in and follow Jesus in this life, they're not in heaven with God in the afterlife. And that's not a pleasant thought for any of us. You might be concerned right now because you're not sure if you believe this and you're worried about the validity of Jesus' claim and its implications on your afterlife experience. See, friends, here's the thing that I know. After doing ministry for 25 years, everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to go to hell in the afterlife. Everyone wants to believe that their loved one who died is in heaven. And if what Jesus is saying is true, friends, don't we owe it to ourselves to examine this gatekeeper, This is what C.S. Lewis was trying to alert his readers about. Is Jesus a liar, a lunatic, or was he legit? And when you answer that one question, it automatically leads you to more questions. For instance, let me show you. If Jesus was lying, then how are you and I getting to heaven in the afterlife? Like, what must we do to get a seat at that heavenly table? And then who determines who gets in? You, me, somebody else? See, if Jesus was lying, then how was the tomb empty? Like, if Jesus was lying, then why are there records of him being seen alive by people? 500 people, in fact, after he was crucified. See, friends, if Jesus was lying then there's a rabbit hole of questions that should deeply concern us that you and I simply can't ignore. Okay, look at this. If Jesus was a lunatic, then what hope do we have when it comes to God and heaven? And think about Jesus' life for one second. Why would a crazy person lead people to radically love and serve others to the point of his own death for that cause? If Jesus was crazy, then hundreds of millions of people throughout 2000 plus years they deserve our pity. But what if Jesus was legit? What if if he is God, who he said he is, then we at least owe it to ourselves to look into these massive claims. We owe it to our future generations to read about Jesus to discover what he taught, and come to a conclusion on our own. Because here's the thing. If Jesus is wrong, then what have you lost? Nothing, except for a little bit of time. But if Jesus is right, then what have you lost? Everything for an eternity. Before you go, it seems logical to me that you would investigate Jesus and the claims he made. And I want to encourage you today to do the research, to do the study. You owe it to yourself. See friends, it wasn't until I began to read the Bible for myself that I discovered some of the things that I had been taught about Jesus as a kid were simply not true. Some of the things that I thought about Jesus not true. And it wasn't until I researched Jesus for myself that I stumbled upon these massive claims and their implications for my life now and the afterlife. And I didn't know them until I dug into these scriptures for myself. And the reason that I'm doing this podcast is to alert people that there's a good possibility that you've made your decision about Jesus, about is he a liar, lunatic Lord, based on a false Jesus, based on someone else's word for it, based on someone else's opinion, based on ignorance. And I'm gonna do everything I can to help people point them to the real Jesus and what he said, and what eyewitnesses said about him. Please, don't take my word for it. Take God's word for it, and then make your decision. God bless. Now, in every one of these False Jesus podcasts, I include a creative piece. Either it's written by somebody else, or I have written it, and for this particular episode, I decided to write a unique piece specifically around this question that we're discussing today. So I wrote this, The Jesus Decision by Kent Chevalier. Was Jesus a liar, a lunatic, or was he legit? Before you answer this question, you have to feel the weight of it. Know that he wasn't messing around with only that night in his mind. He was looking deeper, further, beyond to your next life and mine. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane sweating blood from his brow, you were on his mind and his heart somehow, both then and now. And we have to see the bigger picture that Jesus was introducing, the void between us and God that our sin is constantly producing. And Jesus claimed that he could bridge that life and death gap. As the sinless Savior he sat, silent before his accusers, he willingly took the insults and the lashes and then was crucified by so many abusers. If Jesus was a liar, then I need to retire, while many admire and think that he was nothing more than a good moral teacher. He can't possibly be good and make those claims if they are not true. That makes him crazy, and so are you, if you believe in this pretend king. If he was lying, then he was dying as a madman striving to make sense of these evil thoughts in his heart and mind. So we simply cannot call this teacher good if what he claimed was not legit. It's so simple to me, can't we see the logic of it? He's only one of the three, nothing more, nothing less. He's either Lord or a liar or this man's mind was a mess. You have to make your choice, and I have made mine. But don't let somebody else make it for you and make sure you don't run out of time. As for me, I'm going to go out on a faith limb and follow this God King, the one who historically died and came back to life just like he was predicting. The guy who calls his shot with something like the resurrection and legitimately pulls it off with eyewitnesses, not pretending, is worthy of my trust and at least my attention. He practiced what he preached and he lived true to his word. That's why I follow Jesus. That's why I call him Lord. So what about you? What's your choice in this Jesus matter? You can't ignore it and sweep it under the rug like your answer doesn't matter. Because if Jesus claimed is actually true, then I have a decision to make, and so do you. As a part of the False Jesus Podcast, I always want to invite you to be a part of something with me or to know about something that I have been researching, and so this is one of those things. If you haven't seen or heard of this yet, I'm excited to introduce you to the He Gets Us campaign. He Gets Us aims to free the name of Jesus from those who judge, harm, and divide. And I absolutely love the vision and mission and the people behind this campaign, He Gets does not represent any church or religious denomination and is not a political organization. It is a campaign designed to create cultural change in the way people think about Jesus and his relevance in our lives. And this is exactly what I'm trying to do with False Jesus. It all started with a diverse group of people who are passionate about the authentic Jesus of the Bible. He Gets Us is an initiative of Servant foundationists a designated 501c3 organization, watch this, with a 100 out of 100 Charity Navigator rating. Now, they are not left, they're not right, they're not affiliated with any church or denomination. They simply want everyone to understand and relate to the authentic Jesus as he's depicted in the Bible, the Jesus of radical forgiveness, compassion, and love. See, this is about getting to know the real Jesus, and if you're interested in learning more about He Gets Us, then visit their website at hegetsus.com and be on the lookout for this campaign at major sporting events in the near future. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you today on this episode of False Jesus. Thank you for joining me today. Now listen, if you think that this episode might be helpful to somebody who you know, then man, would you consider prayerfully sending this to them, having a conversation with them about this? And if there is anything that I can do to help you help them, then man, I'm here for that all day long. Thanks for joining me on this journey called False Jesus, where we're exploring cultural misconceptions about Jesus and Christianity. I hope you have an incredible day. God bless.